Revelations chapter 12 and verse 7. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels and prevailed not. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. Somebody turn to your neighbor and just say, he's a deceiver. He was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. In verse 11, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. Would you set your Bibles down with me right now? And would you just lift your hands towards heaven? Would you call in the name of Jesus with me right now? Heavenly Father, we love you today. God, we're so thankful to be in this house on this Wednesday night. We're so thankful for your awesome power and your awesome presence that we feel in this place today. Father, I pray today that you would anoint me to preach your already anointed word. I pray today, God, that you would anoint your people to hear and to receive. Lord, I ask today that if there be any distractions here today, that you would remove them right now. I pray against every spirit of fear and worry and anxiety. I bind you today in the name of the Lord Jesus and take authority over you right now in Jesus' name. I pray today, God, that you'd set the captive free and that there would be liberty in this house right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we give you praise and we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Come on, clap your hands and shout with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah. God bless you. You can be seated. I want to just preach to you for a few moments from this thought. It's time to fight back. It's time to fight back. Satan has always been power hungry. We need to understand today that we do have an enemy. It is very clear in Scripture. As we move through the Bible, we see this theme that God is communicating, and that is that Satan wants to claim power and authority. He wants to have power and he wants to have authority, but we also need to understand that he is defeated. From the very beginning, when he was the anointed cherub in heaven, he got lifted up with pride in himself and decided that he was going to have dominion and authority over God. And so he leads, he rises up and he leads this rebellion. And God shows him who the true God is and takes him and the angels that had supported him and he throws them out of heaven. God served Lucifer notice. He served Satan notice and he said, you will not have dominion and you will not have power here. The Gospel of Luke chapter 10 and verse 18 records, 
I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. And so I think it's important this evening that we make it clear because in spite of what notions some people may have, God and Satan are not two equal foes fighting in a battle. I said they are not two equal foes fighting in battle. The God that I'm preaching to you about today is all-powerful. He's all-knowing and He is everywhere. There is no other greater than our God. We know the end of the story and that is that we win, that He is victorious and that there is none greater. But Satan still wanted to have power after he was evicted from his place or position in the heavenlies. At some point after this, God created humanity. And in doing this, He gave humanity what Satan desperately craved. What Satan so desperately desired, He gave it to man. He gave him dominion. Genesis chapter 1 verses 26 and 27 says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in His own image. In the image of God, He created him male and female. He created them. The psalmist said in Psalms chapter 8, verses 4 through 6, What is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you care for him? Yet you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings, and crowned him with glory and honor. And verse 6 declares that you have given him dominion over the works of your hands, and you have put all things under his feet. Is it alright today if I just pause and tell the church today, those of you that have been born again of the water and of the Spirit and have become sons of God, is it, it's important today that we understand our identity in Christ Jesus because there is more to you and I that meets the eye. We are made in the image of God and in His likeness. We have been given authority and dominion. But the enemy is trying to war against us today to try to take back, to try to steal identity and to try to hold us captive from the power and authority that we have through Jesus Christ. So man was given dominion and authority and Satan devises a plan. You see, he cannot have dominion and he cannot have the authority that he wants from God. And so he tries to strip those things from humanity. And he tries to take those things from us. We find that in the temptation in the garden with the tree. 
where humanity fell for it. Adam and Eve were deceived by the serpent. He was trying to take their identity. He was trying to take from them dominion. And he was trying to take from them authority. You know the story. Time will not permit me to spend much time. But they were deceived. And in that moment death reigned. And Adam and Eve were evicted from the garden. Satan had accomplished in them what happened to him. But before that happened, God served notice once again to Satan. And he said, I will put enmity between you and the woman. And between your offspring and her offspring, he shall bruise your head and you shall... Uh, bruise his heel. You see, God began to bring forth a plan of salvation. He began to bring forth a plan of restoration back to humanity's proper place uh, where they had fallen from. He was going to bring them back to the garden. He was going to bring them back to their proper place of authority and dominion. He was going to raise up a family and from that family would come a nation and that nation would be a light and a path back to God but we need to understand that Satan's little scheme his little plan that looked to be effective in humanity was no match for God I said it was no match for God in the Old Testament there is this constant tug of war There's this constant going back and forth. You see, he had successfully planted the seed of the same deadly mentality that caused his demise. He had planted this seed in the the, the minds of mankind that I want to be like God. He had come in and began to wreak havoc in the minds of humanity. And this was the problem of humanity. Though God reached and tried to call His people back, the songs of the enemy, the enticing words of the enemy began to entice them. The temptation began to entice them. But yet, God would not give up on His creation. God would not give up on humanity. It was one of the worst times in Noah's day. Satan thought that he had completely won. He thought that at this time he had wreaked so much havoc that he thought that this was the time that he was going to gain the ultimate victory. But we find one man by the name of Noah and he found grace in the eyes of God and he and his family were spared. So let's keep going because as time passed, There's one place where it looked as if Satan had succeeded in his grasp for power. There is one place where it looked like he had gained ultimate victory. And that was flesh. What a better place for God to come and to serve an eviction notice to Him once again. Matthew 1 and 21 says, Mary will bear a son and you shall call His name Jesus. For He will save His people from their sins. You see today, we've got to get this and we've got to walk out of this house today with great confidence and assurance today because on the very ground that Satan had been so effective for so long working his power Jesus Christ completely defeated him look at this 
Jesus comes to the earth, God in the flesh. He comes to this earth and He said, you know what? I'm tired of the enemy trying to wreak havoc. I'm tired of the enemy waging war against my people. I'm tired of my people feeling the weight of their sins upon their shoulder. I'm tired of them having to go through an old covenant. So I'm going to birth a new covenant. I'm going to give them something that is greater. I'm going to give them something that is more powerful. He said, I don't want them to have to feel the weight of their sins after the priest would go offer up sacrifice for himself and then for the people. It would push the sins back for another year and they would feel the weight of that. But God said, I want to give to them a more perfect way. I want to give to them a better plan. And Jesus was that better plan. He was God's divine yes. And He came to this earth to redeem us. But Satan thought, well, now that Jesus is here on his turf, he thought that he could win ground in his life. And so Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. And it's in the wilderness while he's there praying and fasting for 40 days. It's there that Satan comes and starts trying to tempt him. He starts coming to him and starts lying to him. But Jesus came to fight back. I said Jesus came to fight back. And He came to get victory for you and I gathered here tonight. Satan comes to him and he said, Look, I know you've been fasting for a long time. He said, Why don't you just turn these stones to bread? And if you turn these stones to bread, you're going to eat. And Jesus said, No, it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. Then he comes to him a second time and he says, come on, I'm going to take you up to this high place and you're going to go to this high place and when you get to this place, you're going to jump off and the angels are going to come and rescue you. You can call the angels to come. And he said, no, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. He said, it is written, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And then Satan comes to him again because look, Satan wants dominion. He wants authority. And he thinks he's got Jesus right where he wants him. And he said, look, I'm going to take you to this high pinnacle. I'm going to take you to this high place. And I'm going to show you the kingdoms of this world. And you can have all of these things, Jesus. And Jesus said, oh, no, Satan, you don't understand something here today. You shall, there's only one God. He said, I'm going to only serve the Lord God. It is written, Him only will I serve. What do we find? We find the same enemy that is warring against us today, trying to get us to compromise, trying to get us to become comfortable, trying to look at the things of this world. Jesus said, do you want to know how you fight back? You've got to get the Word in your heart. And you've got to know the Word. Because the enemy is going to come and try to defeat you. The enemy is going to come and try to wreak havoc in your mind. But Jesus said, I came as the way. I came as the truth and I am the life and he said if you want to win the victory over your adversary you've got to know the word and if you know the word you're going to find freedom (laughs) 
Church, I've just come to preach to you on this Wednesday night and we've got to get this thing today because there is an enemy that is real and he is coming to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And there's got to be a church. There's got to be a people that say, as for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. There's got to be a people that have some backbone that rise up today and say, I am going to... There's got to be a people that are going to rise up with a backbone that are going to say, you know what, I'm not going to back down and I'm not going to compromise and I'm not going to water down the truth. I'm going to keep preaching the gospel, the death, the burial, and the resurrection. Jesus said, you want to know how you fight back? You've got to make sure you know the word. Young people, you've got to know the word. Mom and dad, you've got to know the word. When people come to us in our jobs, where people come to us where we live and where we learn and where we work and where we play, and they come to us asking us questions, we need to make sure we're giving them answers that are from the word of the Lord. Look, here it is. Here it is. It's time to serve the enemy in eviction notice in our lives. Anybody been born again? I think this is the challenge. Can I just talk to you for a couple minutes here? I think this is the challenge. I think we haven't spent enough time looking in the mirror and evaluating our own lives. And because of that, We haven't been able to lead ourselves the way God called us to lead ourselves. We go to look in the mirror, we come to the looking glass and we think to ourselves, that's too overwhelming, I'll do it another day. And we come in on Sunday morning and we come in on Sunday night and we worship and we get a little bit of that good feeling and that presence of the Lord and we think that's good enough. And we live throughout the week and we pray, but we spend our time focusing on our problems and we spend our time focusing on our inabilities and we spend our time in prayer focused on us. But we're living in the last days today and we've got to get beyond us. We've got to get beyond our own problems and we've got to get into the mirror and go to the looking glass and say, create in me a clean heart and renew in me a right spirit. Because here's the deal. Because we're not willing to spend time on ourselves and we're not willing to take up the cross. Guess what's happening? The enemy is taking territory. I said the enemy is taking territory. Listen to me, mom and dad. The enemy is taking your children. I'm here to preach to somebody right now, and you've got to get this today. Because look, we all have experiences. We've all had some things happen. Bad things happen to good people. Can somebody say amen? We face struggles. We've been through some stuff. We've had some experiences. And the challenge is, is that we've been, we've been leading our lives 
based on our experiences from yesterday. We've been living our lives and making decisions based on the pain of yesterday. We have tendencies that come up in our lives and we make choices based on those tendencies and we form patterns and we make those patterns produce actions. Those actions produce consequences and those consequences produce a reality. And a lot of us are living in the same reality that the children of Israel lived in. And the enemy has taken territory. We live our lives in walking in circles. Coming out of Egypt. Coming out of Egypt physically. But in our emotions and in our minds, we're still in captivity. But here's the deal. We've got to serve an eviction notice to the enemy. We've got to start fighting back. And we've got to start taking territory. What do you mean we got to start taking territory? This is what I mean. We got to start leading people to Jesus. We got to start we got to start being the disciple that makes disciples. We've got to be people that have made up our minds that I'm a child of the king and that I'm going to take people with me. I'm going to lead people to Jesus. Is this all right? Can I just have a few minutes? We make a lot of decisions based off of our nurture. Nurture means that we're making decisions based off of past experiences. But those of you that have been born of the water and of the Spirit, you have become children of God, sons and daughters. Guess what? You've been given a new nature. Kingdom nature. You've been given a new hardwiring. And the enemy wants to block you from seeing that new hardwiring. The enemy wants to block you from seeing your new identity as a born again believer and wants to keep you in hostage. He wants to keep you as a hostage to your past. He wants to keep your mind tormented and he wants to keep you believing that you're not made for this, that you weren't designed for this kingdom life and that it's for the person sitting next to you, but it's not for you. I want to tell you right now, That is a lie from the enemy. We make... Is this alright, Pastor? Here it is. I just feel this in my spirit right now. And I'm not preaching to you anything I don't live, alright? I've been here. I've got the t-shirt. What happens is... We make decisions. We come and we experience... We experience justification because it happens in an instant. But we get on the journey of sanctification and it overwhelms us and we find ourselves paralyzed and stuck when God's trying to mobilize us and trying to lead us into something great and mighty. I want to help you get unstuck tonight. I want to help you let your mind become free and you begin to think clearly because here's the deal. We all have our our nature, the way God has intended for us to live after we've been born again. 
But the nurture covers up the nature and it becomes the joystick that become, begins to control the direction of where we're going. Right? Nature. Nurture covers it up and it starts controlling where we're going. And a lot of us make actions based off of tendencies of our past. We make decisions and what happens is we find ourselves dealing with the consequences of guilt and shame, worry and anxiety. And we can't figure out why we keep falling in the same hole every morning when we go to wherever we're going. We get up in the morning. We get ready. We start, I'm going to win today. But we get up and we walk down A Street. And down A Street there's a hole and we fall down. And we're like, why do I keep finding the same problem? The enemy's trying to win. The enemy's trying to keep you locked up in captivity. You keep finding yourself in the same reality. Oh, pastor, I don't know how I'm going to win. Pastor, I don't know how I'm going to get victory over this. I'm going to tell you how. You've got to begin to separate. You've got to ask God. When you go to pray, you've got to be specific. The Bible says, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. I'll be honest. Can I be honest? I should be honest. I'm preaching. I'll tell you straight, okay? Here's the deal. I used to read that scripture, Bishop, and I think to myself, there's things I prayed and I didn't see them come to pass. And I thought, Lord, you said if I ask, I'm going to receive. Why am I not receiving? And he finally said, when you start praying kingdom prayers, I'll start answering. So he said, and so what I'm giving you tonight is a kingdom prayer to start praying. And you need to start praying and saying, Lord, I want to serve an eviction notice to the enemy because what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world but he loses his soul? There is an enemy that's coming after your soul. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. The enemy wants to keep you locked up and wants to keep you in captivity. But what you've got to do is you've got to get the word in your spirit. And you got to get on your knees before a holy God. And you got to say, God, I want you to expose areas in my life that are not like you. I want you to expose areas in my life that are not like you. Because Jesus, I want you to begin changing what I care about. I want you to begin transforming me from the inside out. So here's what I'm, I want you to pray. I want you to start praying and I want you to say, God, help me to see the tendencies that are based off of past experiences. Help me to see the tendencies that are based off of the things that I've done yesterday or the things that have hurt me or the things that have been holding me back. Help me to see those areas in my life and help me to see myself the way that you see me. Help me to see myself through the eyes of the kingdom. Give me eyes to see and ears to hear. And when you start Start praying that. The next thing you need to say is, Lord, and I'm serving an eviction notice to the enemy right now. And I'm letting him know today that I know who I am and I know who you are. Got to get this today. 
You've got to serve the enemy notice and you've got to let him know. So Jesus comes and he says, look, I'm serving notice to you today. I know who you are and I know what your plans are. And Jesus comes and he, Satan thought, I, I've got him beat now because now I'm going to take him to the cross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Satan thought that when Jesus died on the cross that it was over. Because they buried him in a borrowed tomb. And Satan thought, now I've got him. But all that happened was God's plan was just coming to pass. I said God's plan was coming to pass because when Jesus died, He rose again. And He took all power over death, hell, and the grave. So here's what I'm trying to get you to understand. The gospel, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. He's already broken every chain. And He's already made every way that ever needs to be made in your life. So here's the question I've got to ask you today. Why do we live lives as captives? Why do we live lives thinking that we're bound by chains? You're not bound by chains. The chains have already been broken. You're just holding on to chains. And this preacher's come to tell you today that we need to start celebrating the work of Calvary. And we need to start dancing and celebrating because Jesus Christ has already given you victory. Anybody ready to fight back? Come on, is there anybody that's ready to fight back? Here's the deal. You ready for this? I woke up this morning and I'm like, Lord, what do you want me to say to these people? I don't, I don't really know. I don't have direction. The Lord reminded me of a moment in your sanctuary. He reminded me of a moment in your sanctuary. I believe God's getting ready to do a work in somebody's life today that's been in captivity for a long time. I believe God's getting ready to set you free right now. I believe a door that's been opened in your past, something that's been unredeemed for a long time. Maybe it's in your childhood. I believe that door that's been opened is getting ready to be closed in the name of Jesus. And that which was once unredeemed is getting ready to be redeemed. It was during that awful time of COVID. I was battling some things. Pastoring a church at a time when you didn't know what to do or what decisions to make. The one I would lean on was gone. Our bishop had passed away. Before that had taken place. And I was in a difficult season of my life. We were recording our services in advance. <laughs> that was kind of cool. On Sunday, the service would play. It looked like we were having worship. And we had done that on Friday, so we'd got to go to other churches that were having church. <laughs> and we came here every opportunity we could. And I just want to tell you, church, you have been blessed with an amazing man of God. I remember Pastor St. Clair brought me in this sanctuary 
And I think, was this row one big row right here at one point? Yeah. I was sitting about right here. Your pastor was sitting about right here. And we were talking. And he was telling me about angels. Man, I feel the presence of the Lord in this place right now. He was talking to me about angels. And I was just listening. I was on the edge of my seat. If he's never talked to you about stories of angels and the visitation of angels, you need to sit with your pastor and just say, feed me. And when I'm around him, I just want him to talk to me and feed me. He's a man of great knowledge. He's a young man, but full of wisdom. You know what else about him is powerful? He's a man of prayer. We sat about right here. I was in amazement. I said, God, I want to feel the presence of angels all around us. And he said, did you feel that? I said, I felt that. Just about that time, he said, bro, let's pray. So I was sitting like this, and I kind of sat on the edge of my seat and went forward like this and just started kind of praying like this. While I'm sitting like this, he's walking around the altar back and forth. Walking back and forth. And while he was talking to me about angels and I was sitting there observing, I heard this voice in my ear telling me, you'll never have what he has. He said, you will never possess what he possesses. And I just sat there. I was frustrated and I was thinking, why am I thinking this in my mind? What is going on? Do you, do you remember this moment? I became frustrated in that moment. I thought, what was going on? And can I also tell you that I had a terrible pain for about six months, well, six to 12 months, wasn't it, babe? In, in this shoulder. Terrible. I would go to the chiropractor. Nothing would, would make it feel better. I could hardly even raise my hand. I sat right about there. Your pastor starts walking back and forth, and he walks right over to that corner. I'm sitting about right here, leaning forward, and I hear this negative voice speaking to me right here, just telling me, why are you even wasting your time? True story. All of a sudden, your pastor looks me in the eye, and I thought, dear God, what's he doing? He, he literally was charging me from the corner. He was charging me. We made eye contact, and he's coming right for me, and I'm like, oh, Lord, what have I done? He comes over to me. He lays hands on my head. And he says, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I command this spirit that is on his right side. I command him in the name of the Lord. I command you in the name of the Lord Jesus to be bound and to stand in that corner and watch this man of God be blessed. I stood, I stood with like a boldness that came over me. I just rose up like this and I lifted up my hands. And when I lifted up my hands, I wanted to give praise to the Lord. But I couldn't even speak. It just began, an utterance came. I began to pray in the Holy Ghost just instantly, a very deep tongue. I began to pray and I began to weep. And as I began to walk, it was right about here that I fell to my knees. I was so undone. I was in amazement and I I lifted my hands in the pain that I felt in my my right shoulder was completely gone. I begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Listen to me. I begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. And as I begin to pray in the Holy Ghost, Bishop, I begin to prophesy. 
And God began to give me the interpretation. I began to have my own tongues and interpretation. Never had I done that before. I began to prophesy in the Holy Ghost. And the Lord said, The Lord said, I told Pastor St. Clair to bind that spirit and place him in the corner. Because I've given you authority and dominion to cast him out. And I wanted you to know who you are in me. And so this young man rose up. And I said in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I command you to leave and never come back another day. I served an eviction notice to the enemy. served an eviction notice to the enemy and I said you're never going to come back into my mind again I'm not going to make decisions based on my past I am a child of the king I started walking with confidence I started saying I know who I am and I know who I belong to and greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world you know what I started doing on that day I started fighting back I started fighting back. I started saying, no, you're not going to win another day in my life. I started praying. I started getting the word in my spirit. I started saying, Lord, nothing's going to separate me from your love. somebody right now I'm preaching to somebody right now and I'm telling you gotta say the gates of hell are not gonna prevail against the church you gotta make up your mind right now I'm not gonna live in bondage another day I'm free in Jesus let go of the change right now let go of the change right now and walk in freedom listen to this I'm going to close with this I didn't feel like I could make it I didn't feel like I had the goods to pastor that church I didn't feel worthy of it I didn't feel like I had the ability but God said it's not about the ability it's about the anointing And he said, I've anointed you for this moment and you can do anything with me. And I started waking up every morning saying, I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. I started saying to the enemy, it is written, I can do this. Now would you believe this? That since then we've moved out of our sanctuary that could seat about... 
just under 200. We'd run 150, 160. Can I tell you that in December of last year, we converted our gymnasium into our sanctuary. And now our new sanctuary can seat over 400. Do you know that this year we had 255 people filling in our sanctuary just this year alone? Last week and the week before, we baptized five people in the saving name of Jesus. Every day, God's moving somebody in. Every day, God's pouring out revival. Every day, when I get up in the morning, I'm looking, saying, Lord, who are you calling me to have a spiritual conversation with? Every day, God's opening up new doors. God's favor is working. And I say that today not to brag, but I say it to give you faith and to encourage you that if you'll pick yourself up, if you'll make up your mind, I'm going to serve the Lord.